0: daughter on the
1: witness stand. We'll see who cracks first. Judge Atkinson won't buy his line of reasoning. I know he won't. I know his mind. I know.
0: Grossman's dreaming if he thinks he can put one past Atkinson. I mean, so listen, why don't we... Maureen Fraser? Maureen? Yes, who's this?
2: You used to go to Queen Elizabeth's school up in Lake Vernon? Uh,
0: Yes, I did.
2: You lived in that brown and gold house up at the end of Pine
0: Street? Who's this? Listen, I don't have a lot of time right now. I'm in a meeting.
2: Right. I forgot you're a
0: lawyer now. Yes, I am. What do you want?
2: Oh, yeah. You were always so smart, eh, Maureen? Yeah, you realize how many freaking M. Fraziers there are in the phone book? Look, who the
0: hell is this? You know, I'm a very busy woman.
2: You don't recognize my voice?
0: (laughs) No, I'm sorry, I don't.
2: I bet you remember my name now, eh? Sharon Scott you remember what you did? He's still there, Maureen? How do you
3: sleep, Maureen?
0: Listen, whoever this is, don't ever phone me again, all right? Who's that? <laughs> I have no idea.
4: Don't you just hate it? When the past, like some cold hand reaching out from a long-forgotten grave, seizes you and refuses to let go? Why won't it stay where it was laid, buried deep in memory, covered in the cold clay of years gone by? And why now? Maureen has never been busier. She's at the top of her game as a legal eagle, a smart attorney with ambition and killer instinct, the last thing she needs is some crazy from the backwoods town she fled tracking her down and making life help maybe Sharon is crazy mind you there's nothing like 20 years of insomnia to make you a little cranky that and a child's whisper as cold as a tiny headstone lost in the woods deep in the dark of a moonless night someone just for me Is written by Michael O'Brien. This play was written and produced for an adult audience. Your caution and discretion is advised.
1: So we'll just pick up from there uh, tomorrow at 11 o'clock?
0: Yeah, that sounds good. Thanks for your help. No problem.
3: You know what I'll do? I'll call Grossman's daughter myself and bring her up to speak.
0: Oh, good. Yeah, good idea. Um,
3: you know, I'm uh, taking a cab up to Young and St. Clair. You, uh, you want to share?
0: Yeah, sure. Okay.
3: All right. Let's see if we can find one.
2: <laughs> Taxi? You didn't answer my question. My God. Why'd you hang up on me, Maureen? Get away from me. You and I have something that we need to talk about. I don't think we have anything right to talk
0: about. now. Excuse me.
3: Taxi? How do you... Do you know,
0: just first <laughs> just keep walking hard and find a taxi. Okay. Taxi? Don't you bother looking at me. You listen to me, Maureen. Oh, thank God you got one. For God's sake. Just drive, okay?
5: Um, oh, um, uh, uh, sorry,
3: Mrs. Oh.
0: For Christ's uh, sake, will you just go?
3: Oh, oh, oh. You okay?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm fine. You know her? Yeah, it's an old schoolmate. It's been one of those days. <sighs> Sad, actually. Schizophrenic, I think. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm going to have to get a restraining order. <sighs> Richard,
3: Maureen. Hmm.
0: Uh, hi,
3: honey.
0: What was that
3: outside? I'm just getting up.
6: What, what time is it over there? I
0: don't know. I don't know. How's... Uh, England.
6: <laughs> England. England is... <sighs> England is fine. Yes, very <laughs> rainy. Thank you. Um, You sound a bit
5: stressed out. Is, is something wrong? I don't know. Come on. Something is wrong. Well,
0: what's... It. Someone I used to know has contacted me, that's all
6: Right Oh, old boyfriend, great, good for you, thanks for calling No,
0: no, Richard, nothing like that, no, listen If someone that you hurt as a child came looking for you, what would you do? What do you mean? I mean, everyone did bad stuff when they were kids, didn't you?
5: Yes, I suppose I did. For Christ's sakes,
0: I was 12 years old. If she can't get over that, it's her problem.
5: What did you do to her?
0: Nothing. Ordinary stuff. Kid stuff. It was nothing at all. You should have seen her. It's not my fault. You can't make someone crazy. God. What? Honey? Someone's out there. Kids playing.
5: All right, look. Why don't you tell me the whole story when I get back next week? Shut up. Pardon?
0: Oh, sorry. There are these kids outside, you know, they should be in bed.
5: Mm, You're right, they should. And now, I have a suggestion for you. Finish that glass of wine I hear you drinking, take an aspirin, and you go to bed. I love you. I love you too. (laughs) Now, go on. It's late. Come on, get some sleep, all right? All right. Bye-bye.
0: Bye. Come back soon. kids shut up out there who's there Maureen Fraser.
3: Hi, it's Danielle. Yes, Danielle. Uh, Sorry to bother you, but uh, something just came. What? Who? No, I said something came for you. It's a package. It looks like a videotape. There's no name on it. It just says (laughs) the Clark Institute. Do you want me to bring it in to you? No. Oh.
0: Um. uh, Meet me in the conference room in five minutes. There's a monitor set up in there, isn't there?
4: Yeah, I think so. I'll I'll just check. Okay.
0: Thanks, Danielle. That'll be all. You can shut the door behind you. Clark Institute.
7: Figures. <clears throat> Patient is Sharon Scott. A female, 31 years old. Paranoid post-traumatic stress disorder. Tape 7. Patient is asleep. Patient complains of a strangling sensation, night terrors. Patient is unable to sleep for more than 30 minutes at a time. Observing sleep patterns under prescribed medication are Dr. M. Ramsey, Dr. H. Bergman, and myself, Dr. J. Singh.
0: a knock? Uh, Is everything okay? Yes, everything's fine. That
3: was uh, the videotape. Yes. I thought it was you. Anyway, our meeting's been postponed until later tomorrow.
0: Okay. Thank you. Hello? Hello. This is Dr. Singh?
7: Yes, speaking.
0: This is Maureen Fraser. I'm a lawyer at Nicholson & Barrera. Uh huh. A package was sent to me this morning from your office. Could you please explain to me why you sent it? A package? Yes. A videotape?
7: No, I never sent anything to you. (laughs) Wait a minute. What did you say your name was?
0: Maureen Fraser.
7: Are you... Are you acquainted with uh, Miss Sharon Scott? One of my patients. Could you actually look at the tape? Is there a number on the side?
0: Uh, yes, there is. 187253.
7: Okay, okay. So she stole it and sent it to you.
0: Mm-hmm.
7: Maureen Fraser. Yeah. Your name keeps coming up. How well do you know my patient?
0: Not very well at all. We grew up on the same street in Lake Vernon, Ontario. Beyond that, I don't know anything well, about Well, she
7: speaks a great deal about you. Miss Fraser, I've been treating Miss Scott for two years with medication and cognitive therapy. Time and again, we keep coming back to your name. This is all confidential, you understand, Miss Fraser, but I think you might be a great deal of help to me and to her. Hello?
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm still here.
7: I think you and her are deeply connected somewhere in her mind. Do you think you could attend one of our sessions? Uh, we, we meet um, at 11 o'clock this Saturday. I, uh... I mean, you don't have to if you don't want to. But I think it would be a great help.
4: Right,
0: yeah, okay, fine.
7: Great. I'm really glad you called. Mm-hmm. Oh,
0: let's hope this can clear
7: Maureen mm-hmm. okay. Fraser, Dr. Ramsey. Hello. Nice to meet you. Why
6: don't you text in? A- Thank you for coming out. Especially on such a rainy day.
0: Well, at least it isn't snowing.
5: No. But I prefer snow to rain at this time of the year. Anyway, thanks for coming.
3: Should we begin?
7: Maureen? You know Sharon?
0: Hello, Sharon. Hello. It's nice to see you again. I'm sorry, I was rude to you the other day. This isn't easy for me. I don't remember everything. It was a long time ago. No. No, it wasn't. Sharon,
6: without becoming angry, can you tell Miss Fraser what you remember? Okay.
2: Okay. I was 10, you were 12 and you used to have that gang. It was you, Debbie, Fitzpatrick, Christine Stewart, five or six others. You thought you were so cool. You all thought you were so cool. You hated me. All of you did, I don't know why. I was never the prettiest or the smartest or anything, I know that and you stayed away from me mostly except when you wanted to do something mean. That's very good, Sharon. You don't remember that night? <laughs> what you and those other girls did. It was nine o'clock. <laughs> After dinner, you knocked on my door. I know you remember. I know you do.
3: We've decided you can be in our game. We're going to our hideout to smoke some dope. Want to come? Um, okay. There's something really cool in those woods you've got to see. I'll go get my shoes. Hurry up, and don't tell your mom, Sharon. Over here, this is our hideout. Over here, look Sharon. Come on. What is it? In the grass, five of them. Gravestones. Oh, whoa. People must have died here, a hundred years ago. No one knows about them. Five little stones, Sharon. Who are they? No one knows. Go on, read them. I can't read the names. Go on. Look closer. I can't read them. They're almost worn off. Well, whoever they were, they want you. <laughs> they told us to bring you here. They speak to us. We're devil worshippers. Those people are in hell, and they want you, Sharon. No, leave me alone. I'm tired of that tree. If you fight, I'll take the stick and flog you. Ah, you're hurting me. Shut up, Sharon. Those people were evil. Evil. The whole family. Help! Someone! You belong to them now. They want you all to themselves. Help! Please stop! Draw the sign of the devil on her face. Ah! Stick this dead bird in the front of her shirt. Help! Eat it, Sharon. No. Shut her up. Put this fucking tape over her mouth. Five, six, seven, no one has pity on you. Everyone hates you. No one wants you but them. I call upon all evil spirits. Take this girl. You're staying here tonight, Sharon. Now, invoke the spirits. Let them come.
0: say. That was a long time ago, Sharon. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not that person anymore.
2: <sighs> you don't get it. I stayed there tied to that tree for 17 hours. <sighs> Until you untied me the next day. I am sorry. Those laces were tied really tight, Maureen. They cut my hands. I've been wanting to tell you this for a long time. Because you're the one who caused all of this. I never had a relationship. I've never had a job. I've lived that night every night of my life ever
0: since.
8: And you did
2: you did that
0: to me. You did that me, me, Maureen. <laughs> listen, I said I was sorry. Yes, I remember. Um, I'm glad we've met to discuss this, but... Wait. Just wait. Just listen
2: to me. There's more. <clears throat> that night in those woods... Oh, God, I cried and I cried. It was so dark. I prayed that someone would find me. Someone would save me. Nobody saved me. No one took pity on me But someone came Someone came At first it was just a shadow over by the grave Remember, the littlest one For a moment, I thought it was a raccoon But it wasn't It stood up I could see the shape of it It was a boy A little boy I don't know I think he was maybe three years old and all around him was this cloud. I can't describe it. It's a black cloud of pure evil. And he moved into the moonlight. I could see his eyes black sparkling. Dead. Like two cold marbles. And he laughed at me. Oh god, it's a horrible, horrible laugh. And he came up to me and you know, even though that he He was small, somehow his hands could reach up to my throat. And this horrible smell of death closed in on me, and he began choking me. And at one point, I heard him whisper. Someone just "Just like me.
7: Sharon, you've never spoken of this before
2: next day he let me go. He untied me and I ran straight home. I thought I was free of him. I thought he was gone at last. But that night, I was lying in my bed. And guess what? There he was. I could feel him. His weight on my legs. He was there sitting on me, laughing. And he was there the next night. Strangling me. And that's how it's been every single night. Every night for twenty one years.
5: All right, Sharon. Now I want you to stop. I want you to look Miss Fraser in the face.
6: Don't say anything. Just think the word. Forgive.
2: I don't forgive you
3: Sharon I do not
2: forgive you It is not fucking good enough for me To say that you are sorry Okay I need you And let's do it Let's do it I need you to free me me from him.
3: Breathe. Look, I'm
2: not crazy. I'm not crazy, Maureen. Look, put that tape on if you don't believe me. Just play the tape, play the tape, I play, I play, play the tape. Bring ta- the tape. Just go home and listen to it, please, Maureen, please. Only you can save me from
3: it. Please, Maureen, Maureen, please listen to me. Please, please, listen.
0: tape. I played it already. It was a joke, Sharon. A goddamn joke. I can't help it if you're so... (laughs) <laughs> a lot of smells here. I mean, are you all right? Yeah. Yeah, of course. I mean, the drive
4: is a bit hellish, but I'm fine. Well, the, y- they've been calling. Yeah. You know, like, there are 26 messages from your office. They've been saying, get her a call as soon as she gets in. <sighs> Honey, they said you just left work. No.
0: Mom. Shh. Yeah. Shh, shh, shh. They're overreacting. I just wanted to come and see you and Dad all right oh <laughs> yeah i just wanted to start my christmas break a little bit early this year listen right oh, okay. i'm going to take a nap before dinner if that's all right well, sure it's all right you know where your room is mm-hmm. when's dad gonna be home um
4: uh, mm, soon i think yeah. okay
0: i love you mom
6: i love you too honey. <laughs>
7: It's good to see you. It's good to see you, too. You have a good rest. Thanks. I'll call you at 6. We're eating at 6.
0: Okay. Tastes good, Mom. Mm. Thanks, mm. Dad, do you know that area on the north end of town?
3: Yeah, the woods where you used to play?
0: Is it still woods, all that area?
3: Oh, I think so. I don't go there very often.
1: Oh, there's been talk about clearing it you know, building a mall
7: Oh, that place,
1: mm-hmm <laughs> I bet you got a lot of memories there
0: Yeah, I guess I do
2: That gang of girls you used to hang around with Whatever became of them?
0: I don't know Mm-mm. We went our separate ways What a bunch <laughs>
4: Only oh, one by one nice But when you got together,
0: Woohoo, <laughs> look out <laughs> Yeah, I guess we were pretty bad Oh, you weren't that bad Mm -hmm. Dad, did did you ever hear about the gravestones in those woods? Gravestones?
2: Hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if that was the first area that was settled around here.
0: Was it? Mm
7: -hmm. Yeah, I I don't know much about it. Look it up in the library. It's getting colder. I think we're going to get more snow. That's what it says on the TV anyways. (coughs)
0: You have to have the heat turned up so high I'm burning up. I need to take a walk. A walk, Maureen? It's 30 below. (laughs) No, it isn't.
5: You've had a bit to drink, honey.
0: I can take care of myself. Thanks anyway, Dad. I'm a big girl. Well, put on one of your dad's parkas at least. Mom, leave me alone, all right? Dean Stewart. You could have called her. I think she became a pediatrician. She's the one who whipped you. Put tape on your mouth. She was as bad as me.
3: Little retard.
0: And Debbie. She teaches high school now. She was as bad as me. And that chanting stuff, that was her idea, for Christ's sake. She used to carry a knife. Let's kill her. Let's cut her
3: throat right now.
0: You could have called Jennifer, or Linda, or... Denise or Joanne? You could have called and blamed any of those girls. Why, Sharon? I'm gonna write
3: something. Why did you call me? No, don't. I've got an idea. Get some rope and some duct tape. I'm gonna get Sharon Scotch. Sharon Scott? Yes! Yes! yes. It's such oh, a good idea. Bring her out here. We'll tie her to this tree all
0: night. Almighty. I was the leader. You know the worst part, Sharon? I told you I was sorry, but I wasn't. Then, or now. I enjoyed hurting you. I enjoyed watching you cry. Part of me even thought it was funny when you sat there, telling me. What do you want from me? this. See, Sharon? Look, I'm not afraid of this. I'm here, after all these years. Alright, where are those stones? I'm not afraid of them, either. They are only stones. Stones for dead people. Dead people are just... dead. All five of you. What the hell were your names anyway? Benjamin. Jacob, I think. Bible names. Esther. Oh, that is a terrible name. Susanna. Can't quite read that one. There. There it is, the little one. Nathaniel. Hi, Nathaniel. How did you die? Babies died a lot back then. Was that you, Nathaniel, speaking on that tape? Go on. Say something. Try it. You can't, Nathaniel, and you know why? Because you are fucking dead. Because, Nathaniel, you are Karen, I'll do it, I'm gonna do this. Stop following her, stop it, stop it right now! She's afraid of you, but I'm not, so stop it! Stop it, you hear? I'm not afraid of you, leave her alone! You are bad. 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 Bad.
4: No, I don't know where she is. It, well, she went out a few hours ago. She, oh, just hang on a sec. Is that you, Maureen? Yeah.
6: Someone's on the phone. Who? I don't know who it is. Uh,
4: uh, yeah, she's here right now. She just walked in the door. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, okay. Give me that.
0: Hello? Thank you. How did you get this number?
2: Look, I know what you did. I can feel it. God, all of a sudden, he's gone. He's gone. Listen.
0: Never, ever call me again. That all <laughs> it, It's okay. I'm I'm going to bed. Good night. But-
3: Still with a stick in a little of the woods,
0: <laughs> oh. oh, that must have been quite a picture., <clears throat> ridiculous.
4: Someone Just For Me Written by Michael O'Brien Julie Stewart was Maureen And Christina Nickel was Sharon With Jeremy Harris as Gordon Anand Rajaram as Dr. Singh Jonathan Higgins as Dr. Ramsey and Richard Lynn Darragon as Mom And Robert Naismith as Dad Dara Perlmutter was young Maureen Alex Lai as young Sharon Imogen Haworth as young Debbie And Katie Lai as young Christine The recording engineer was Greg DeClute, with sound by Matt Wilcott. Casting was by Linda Grierson, and the associate producer was Colleen Woods. Original music was by Michael White. Someone Just For Me was produced and directed by the creator of Deep Night, Gregory J. Sinclair.
1: Listening to CBC Radio 1, 91.5 in Ottawa. It appears I'm
5: about to be spared a slow death from radiation poisoning. Computer, how long till Hull breach
8: Hull imminent. Estimated 30 seconds.
5: Are you still recording my audio? Yes. An incredible event has occurred one which may be responsible for the total destruction of Red Planet One radio interference from the solar flare has caused our exploratory bug bots to link together optically and some sort of hive consciousness has emerged in the lab this would be a breakthrough on Mars it's an infestation from monitoring their communications I have determined the hive intelligence is growing exponentially if only there was some way to reach them some way to tell them I'm their father. Computer, emergency oxygen pressure to fall. Unable to comply. Why the hell not? Suggested action with recognition oxygen supply.
8: Compliance only possible during the period of emergency. Well, I'm declaring one now, damn it! Acknowledge. Oxygen pressure on full.
5: Only one way to stop this. Got it. The juice. Oh. Oh.
1: oh! oh! Oh!
6: Oh! Anna, give me the baby. I'll lock down the helmet. Get your own
1: suit on.
3: Get off me! Get
1: it! Don't mess with them! Hurry!
3: They're all over me. Get the hell of me! Anna, look out! There's one in your suit!
1: Open your helmet! Open your helmet! Get
3: it! Get it! I'm flying! Get
4: sky is miraculous. A hundred million distant stars bathe us in light, billions of years old. Sometimes, though, the miracles are born of Earth's clay. A newborn's wail, reverberant and rich with promise, falls to silence beyond the thin metal shell of a spacecraft nestled on a fiery red planet. But out here, in the infinite darkness of the deepest of nights, the tiny human voice is unexpectedly joined by a multitude of others. Newborns made not of flesh and bone, but of silicon and metal. Goochie, goochie, goo. Birth by Michael Lennock and Robert J. Sawyer.
6: Up there?
3: Oh, God, it hurts.
5: It's going to be all right.
3: How the hell would you... Oh, God.
1: Professor Housen, we need you in the control room. Right away, please.
5: Juan, you're kidding, right?
1: Peter, you better get down here. Push, Hannah. Good. Your goddamn bug bots just opened fire on each other. What? Now, Peter, hurry.
5: I'm on my way. Ah! All right, Cat. Whatever you've observed, I'm sure you're misinterpreting.
1: See for yourself.
5: Transmitting. Damn! What's happening? Transmission
8: ended. Signal lock lost.
5: Was the recall signal acknowledged? No. Do you wish to declare an emergency? Of course not. Re-establish signal lock. Please wait.
8: Negative interface.
5: Retry.
1: What the hell's going on, Peter? Our bug bots appear to have reception difficulties. They're malfunctioning? All 4,000 of them? I'm sure it's just a temporary glitch. What the hell was that? I can't quite... What the...
0: My god!
1: Let me see. Standard protocol, my ass. Your little toys are blasting the crap out of each other. It's like a war zone out there.
5: Actually, it looks more organized than that. Battlefields are chaotic. Those beams are... It's like a web. A solid web of blue
1: laser light. It's beautiful and dangerous. Those drilling lasers can cut through solid rock. They're going to wipe each other out. No, look. The power levels are microscopic.
5: They aren't trying to hurt each other.
1: Now what? I wonder. Red Planet One, this is Mission Control. Red
3: Planet One, Mission Control. This is an extreme emergency. Repeat, Red Planet One, Mission Oh God.
5: That's it. Push.
8: Why
3: don't you go?
6: It's coming. And hear it? Wow. Okay. Here
0: she is.
2: Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Where is she? Is
3: she all right?
7: She's perfect. She's beautiful.
3: Oh, my God.
6: Okay, here we go. That's it. Gently.
3: Hello. Hello, little one. Welcome to
6: Mars. (laughs) What will you call her? Peter said Phoebe for the Martian moon, I'm guessing.
2: His mother, actually. And I don't think so.
8: How does Bologna sound to you?
6: The daughter of Mars. Beautiful name for a beautiful girl. Just like her mom. And the last name... For the station log, should I put housing or...
8: This is my baby, Doctor. Not Peter's.
6: Of course. Just your name, then. Belona Chong.
1: Belona Chong. Attention, everyone. We've just received an unscheduled transmission coded Alpha-1 priority. I think you all better listen up.
4: Red Planet One, this is mission control. Emergency. Severe radiation warning. This is not a drill. You are about to be hit by a massive solar flare. Magnitude
8: five. The leading edge is probably already messing up your comm systems.
4: The shielding in your habitat dome won't protect you for long. Your spacesuits will help, but for maximum safety, we advise that you move immediately into the cargo hold
8: of your landing craft and ride this thing out. So suit up and get over there, pronto. Check in with us when it passes. You heard the lady.
1: Let's move. I want everyone That's suited it up be. in five minutes.
8: Planet One, this is mission control. An emergency.
4: Severe radiation warning.
1: That means you too, Peter. Oh, my God. What? That's it. The bug bots.
5: They're signaling each other. Their receivers are out. They can't hear the most basic orders from us. And so they've found a new way. They're using their lasers and photoreceptors to... to speak with one another. That's impossible. They're not designed to... I know. But we've also never deployed this many at the same time. There was bound to be some emergent behavior. Incredible. If I can reestablish contact with the bug bucks, then I can get them into the shelter. Let's go. They're not immobilized. Let me at least no. try No. We need them. We're completely... No, we aren't, Peter. They forage for oxygen,
1: fuel for the return... We'll try another way. Sigmatic control room. Dr. Asquith for the captain. Go ahead, Mark. Just make it fast. Captain, we just had our first Martian Earth. A beautiful baby girl. Hey, congratulations. You hear that, Peter? Your father. <laughs> Doc, is Hannah able to travel? You have to get her and the baby over to the landing craft.
6: I can carry Hannah in this gravity. It won't be hard. But we only have 14 spacesuits. There are now 15 of us.
1: Can Hannah carry the baby inside her suit? There's only oxygen service to the helmet. The child would suffocate. All right, here's what we're
5: going to do. Use my suit. What? Put the baby in my suit. Stuff it full of clothes. Leave a space at the top for the baby. Carry her over. Then bring the empty suit back for me. That'll
6: work.
1: You are the stubbornest bastard. Okay, listen up. Peter's staying here for now. Everyone else on the move. Come on, people. This isn't a drill. Let's go, go, go. System down? Yes. Okay, good. Leave that
5: All right. Computer, we should have a record of this. Retain all audio, including mine, from now on. Recording. Still no response to the recall code?
8: Negative.
5: Let's start with the lasers. Scan for patterns. Are they just flashing each other randomly, or is there some sort of primitive... Lasers
8: analyzed. Modulations detected. My God. Branching patterns detected. Notable complexity increasing exponentially.
5: Run a growth curve analysis.
8: Completed. Growth curve rising exponentially.
5: It's a neural network. They're acting in unison. Computer, can you decode the matrix? If that's a binary code, is there any way we can listen in? Processing,
8: adjusting interface rate, Dmod complete, processing complete, translation follows. Air, moving, surface, reliable, analysis, granular rock, rich in iron and silica, all directions, search parameters require more varied input. This collective must explore. My god. Nine
5: degrees. Relative. I think it's aware.
8: Geometric object hemisphere. Metallic alloys In- compelling.
5: No immediate
8: me. access to interior. An imperative.
4: Explore. My
5: god. What are you planning to do?
6: Anna, don't be foolish. Let me carry you. You're in no condition to go strolling on
1: the Martian surface. I can manage. How's that suit coming from Bologna? Just about ready. Hey, you
2: guys better come look at this.
1: What do you got? Look. The bug box. What the hell? There's
8: thousands of them.
6: They're swarming all over the dome.
8: What are they doing?
6: Those are their
1: drilling lasers. They're cutting into the dome. Quick, get the baby into the suit before they breach the pressure seal.
3: All right, Bologna. All right, Johnny. Okay, here we go and...
1: No, no. Faster, people. They only need a small opening to get in.
3: What about the air? If they cut through, (assador) won't ( desperately) it?
5: Computer seal ( jerky) control room (웃음) hatch.
8: (웃음) Hatch ( reality) is (hirğim) sealed. Pressure stable in ( переход) this room only.
5: Did the others leave the (ysis) dome yet?
8: Negative. Multiple heart rate activity in sick
5: bay. Damn it, what's taking so long? What are the bots doing?
8: Movement. Irregular shapes. Multiple audio frequencies. Follow. Follow. Examine. Explore.
5: No, leave them alone. They can't hurt you, they've got a baby with them. Damn it, how can I get through to them? Computer, try the recall code again.
8: Signal lost. Do you wish to declare an emergency? Anna, give me the baby.
6: I'll lock you on the helmet. Get your own suit on.
3: Get off me! Get it!
6: Don't mess
1: with them. Hurry.
3: They're all over me. Get, the, get the Help! Anna, look out! There's one in your suit. Open your helmet. Open your helmet. Get it. it! I'm fine.
6: Ah.
1: It's bust. Jesus! What do I do? With... Quick! Get your helmet back on! Good. Now let me carry you. we have got to get out of here.
3: I can run. Come on! Doc!
1: Anna! Hurry up! The bug bots are everywhere. Multiple hull breaches. Chick Bay's already lost pressure. How's Bologna doing? Squirming like a bug. Okay, listen up. It's two hundred meters over open ground. Once we're inside the lander, the wall should block the flare.
3: Will they keep the bugbots out?
1: Let's hope so. Radios are useless. We'll have to shout or touch helmets to be heard. What about Peter? Barricaded himself in the control room. It'll take them longer to breach that. Okay, into the airlock. Let's go. That's everyone out? Okay, stay alert, watch your footing. Reardon, i a attacking. you take the lead. Sam, sorry, I, I feel faint.
6: I'm not surprised. If you keep running, you're going to hemorrhage. I'll carry you.
8: No, the baby. doc got the baby, come
1: on. Hold tight now. Here come the bug pods. Keep moving. There's only another 50 meters to the landing ground.
8: They're following us.
1: Okay, okay. Most of them are still back at the dome. We're almost there, reared in. Get inside, let we'll the land is pressurized. I can't open the hatch. What's wrong? It must be stuck. Damn Martian sands gummed up the works. Everybody, up here. Come on people, put some muscle into it. <laughs> All right, keep coming. Ten, eleven, twelve, I'm thirteen, and baby makes fourteen.
8: What about Peter?
3: The radiation, someone's got to go back for him and- We
1: will, as soon as we can figure out how to get past all these damn bots. Stand clear, we're sealing the hatch. Moving shapes are isolated from us.
8: All units within this collective are denied input. New objective required.
5: They're safe, thank God. Computer, try the recall code again.
8: Transmission failed. Telemetry signal lost.
5: (coughs) the radiation is starting to affect me. Computer, try to reestablish the signal. Somehow we have to gain control...
6: Everybody okay? How's Bologna? She's just fine. Here we go. Okay.
3: Shh. You're okay.
6: I can't hear the bug bots. Are they out there? What are they doing?
1: We'll look through the window. They're backing off. They're leaving us alone. Look at them. Incredible.
8: It's like they're alive.
1: How can they be alive? Peter said something about uh, emergent behavior.
8: Oh, my God. It's possible. Some kind of a hive mind.
1: More like a lynch mob.
8: No, it won't be malevolent. Don't you see?
1: They carve through our life support dome.
8: Without understanding. It's like a newborn, like Bologna. It has intelligence, but no knowledge. No understanding of what it's doing.
1: That's
6: possible. If it's only just become conscious, it won't have had time to form a theory of mind. A what? The recognition that other beings might have private thoughts and feelings, too. It's a huge breakthrough for a human child. The first real aha moment.
8: Right. So the bugbot mind hasn't had that yet. It doesn't get that we're thinking beings.
1: So what? They're just swarming us.
8: They're exploring, touching things, feeling them. They emerge on the Martian surface, they come to life. They have no memories, nothing. All they see is monotonous red rocks and blowing sand. And then suddenly they catch sight of our habitat,
6: which is shiny new and interesting.
8: Exactly.
6: And like every clever child, the first thing it does when it encounters something it doesn't understand, something that moves and reacts when touched... Oh, my gosh. It takes it apart to see how it
1: works. Look. They're moving again. They're heading back towards the dome.
8: Oh, my God. Peter, we've got to get to him now. Barry, you Ingress, imminent. New input, imminent. New stimulation, imminent.
5: It appears I'm about to be spared a slow death from radiation poisoning. Computer, how long till Hull Holbridge
8: breach? Hull breach imminent. Estimated 30 seconds.
5: Are you still recording my audio? Yes. An incredible event has occurred. One which may be responsible for the total destruction of Red Planet One. Radio interference from the solar flare has caused our exploratory bug bots to link together optically, and some sort of hive consciousness has emerged. In the lab, this would be a breakthrough. On Mars, it's an infestation. From monitoring their communications, I have determined the hive intelligence is growing exponentially. If only there was some way to reach them. Some way to tell them I'm their father. Computer. Emergency oxygen pressure to fall. Unable to comply. Why the hell not? Suggested action will threaten mission oxygen supply.
8: Compliance only possible during declared emergency. Well, I'm declaring one now, damn it. Acknowledge. Oxygen pressure on full.
5: Only one way to stop this. Got to reduce
8: oh,
5: oh, oh, oh.
8: What's happening?
1: Looks like they made it inside.
8: Have they breached the control room?
1: Can't tell. Looks bad, though.
8: Poor Peter. He never even got to meet his daughter.
4: Mars base, this is mission control. The solar flare has subsided. If you're receiving this, you can return to your habitat dome. About freaking time. Re-establish contact and report your status. We're all holding our breath down
8: here.
1: Peter, do you copy?
4: They're all, all over me.
1: Damn it. Damn it. Peter? Peter! Come back. Do you copy?
3: Juan, we have to help him.
1: I know. Damn it, we've got to get through the bugbots.
8: How? How do you reason with a newborn made up of 4,000 individual
6: parts? Forget reason. There's got to be a way. Quiet! Okay, think. A critical mass was achieved when 4,000 bugbots linked together. We've never activated this many at once. Never provided an opportunity for... What did Peter say? An emergent behavior?
3: So, what are you saying? Maybe if there were fewer of them?
6: That's it. We've got to reduce their numbers. Get them down below the tipping point. All right. How many do we have to kill?
1: A few hundred? A few thousand? Your guess, Captain Gomez, is as good as mine. Great. Okay, everyone. Helmets back on. Quickly. Radio should be working again. Check. Working. Now, grab hold of wrenches, pliers, anything you can smash them with. We're to open the hatch. It's clobbering time.
5: We're coming to get you. I hear you. Forget about me. Disable the bugbot, quickly
8: multiple impacts connections separate we are reduced we think we think with less complexity we are diminished we are fading fading
5: (laughs) not possible unless they know Hannah and the others, they figured it out. Uh, score one for humanity, you little
1: uh, uh, Hold on Peter, we're almost there.
8: Explore Exist Seek ice water Seek Wow.
5: the Bud-Bots. They can't hurt you anymore.
1: Stay in the control room. We're killing the dose Roaches.
5: Thank you, Captain. No need to rush now.
8: Take it easy, Peter. You've lost a lot of blood.
5: Least of my problems, I'm afraid flares radiation. Yes, I'm reading over 2,000 rads.
6: I'm sorry, Peter. I wish we could have gotten to you sooner. It's all right, Mark. None of us could have anticipated these events. You were right, weren't you, about the bug
5: bots. They were actually conscious. (coughs) Yes. A lovely joke, isn't it? The dream of every computer programmer on Earth erupts on Mars and we didn't even have to flip a switch. I guess life... Even artificial life is more tenacious than...
2: Speaking of which, Peter, would you like to meet your daughter?
1: Hi. <laughs> Nicely put there, Dad.
3: That's right. Look, sweetheart, it's your daddy.
5: Hello, little one. Welcome to Mars. Come on, Peter, let's get you to sick bay. Really no point, Doctor. If you don't mind, I think... I'll just lie here with my daughter and look out at this view for a while. Olympus Mons in the distance. Look, little one. Isn't it magnificent?
3: Peter. We never did do proper introductions, did we? Everyone, if I could have your attention, I'd like you to meet the newest member of our team here at Red Planet One. This is Bologna. Bologna it
6: Congratulations, you two. You've increased the population of this grand old planet by one.
3: Yes,
5: indeed. By one. <coughs>
4: Earth, written by Michael Lennock and Robert J. Sawyer. Andrew Gillies was Professor Peter Hausen. Phil Aiken was Captain Juan Gomez. Jean Moon was Hannah Chong. Joe Ziegler as doctor Mark Asquith. Brenda Robbins as the computer botmind. And Johnny Lozon as Mission Control. The recording engineer was Wayne Richards. Rosie Fernandez was the associate producer, with casting by Linda Grierson. The story editor was Greg Nelson. Birth was produced and directed by Joe Mahoney. voices you'll hear in deep night someone's at the door they really need to get in it's an easy thing to just buzz your visitors up unless of course they've been dead for a very long time where do you want this watercolor oh very original little punt bobbing on the bay I can almost smell the salt water
8: don't go making fun reminds me of home put it over the intercom
4: the intercom
8: yeah it doesn't work
4: okay what do
3: you think It
8: doesn't quite cover
3: it let's put a bunch of smaller ones around it make a grouping go for it how about this one goes here this one goes there the intercom blends right in see the silver
8: matches the silver in the frames yes my dear that's right nice (laughs) The living daylights out of me. Yeah, but what was that? The intercom? But the super said it doesn't work. Try it. Mudding. Maybe you hit something, a wire
4: or something. <laughs> oh, God, lucky I didn't electrocute myself or burn the building down. <laughs> Maybe Tim could come to our rescue. I could
8: just see him in a superhero outfit. The cane. <laughs> <laughs> and those tights.
3: Oh, God, nine o'clock already. I've got to go.
8: Early breakfast meeting tomorrow. So you're all right here on your own? Yes, I'm so tired. I'll be asleep before my head hits a pillow. Thanks, Jen, for everything. Disconnected. Hello. No. Hello. No. For God's
3: sake.
8: Who is this? No. Lord almighty. I'll call for help. Where's the phone? Hang on. I'll get help. Oh God. Oh God. Give me the
4: police. No. Can it hurt to unlock the door to the past? and open it just a crack? Next week, The Intercom by Gail Collins.